That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. Our text today is in James chapter 5, starting in verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayers of a righteous person has great power and it is working. As we talked about when we went over this passage to the end of the book of James, we see this question of, is anyone among you sick? And I asked the question, what do you think of when you hear the word sick? Well, I, as well as many others, thought of a physical sickness from a cold or the flu all the way up to something terminal like a heart condition or cancer. And these are serious things that we would ask for prayer over. But the original word that was translated sick means so much more. It means to be weary or being heavy of heart or weak in your spirit. Let me bring this home to us. Has anyone ever become so discouraged because of the way people treat you? Or have you been disappointed so many times that you just want to give up? Or you feel so oppressed by sin that you don't know if you can go on? When I originally preached this, it was September, and September is Suicide Prevention Month. I didn't know that. I had just heard something about it on the radio uh, that morning, and I thought back about the message I gave at the end of James, and I knew that God was putting that message on my heart at this time. It wasn't a coincidence. Did you know annually that there are 29,000 deaths attributed to suicide? That's compared to 19,000 murders or 13,000 age-related deaths. Roughly 500,000 people will attempt suicide each year. It's the third leading cause of death for people between the ages of 15 to 25. Now, why females are more likely to attempt suicide, males are more likely to successfully commit suicide. How much more likely? 72% of all successful suicides are by white males. Suicide almost always occurs in response to suffering or anticipated suffering, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual suffering. Some of the major reasons for suicide include depression, financial trouble, dissolution of a relationship, or a form of protest, sexual gender confusion, religious ritual, or escape from punishment and escape from pain. My mom told me about a time so dark in her life, after my biological father left and stiffed us on child support in court, we were out of money, and we were out of hope, and she felt like the only way out was to kill me and my brother and commit suicide. Fortunately, God had other plans for her and our family. I had a guy in my church who was a little weird. He wasn't really grounded in scripture like he should have been, and he got most of his philosophy in life from movies he watched. I had a hard time relating to this guy, but he just loved to sit and talk with me about 
way more stuff than I really wanted to talk to him about. He wanted to know what the Bible had to say about stuff in his life, but instead of developing his own relationship with God, he wanted to hear about my relationship with God. This guy's wife up and left him one day. I mean, he was annoying as all get out, and I can almost see where she was coming from, but she took his kids away from him. And those kids meant the world to this guy. And for any of you who have been through a divorce, you know how the court system is used in most cases to destroy the father. First, you can't see your kids because you're a good-for-nothing, low-down so-and-so. Next, you have to give up a fourth of your income so she can move out and get some other place. The guy usually can't afford his own house, so he loses that. And things just keep spiraling downward. Now, this guy got to the point where he was suffering and his soul was sick. Unfortunately, even though I could pray for this guy and I could share in his tears, the pain was just too much for him and he couldn't stand fast and hold on any longer. A few weeks later, we found this guy dead. The saddest thing was when we had his funeral, his mom stopped me and told me that this guy considered me to be his best friend in the whole world and I wasn't even much of a friend to this guy. That's the kind of feeling inside that this passage is talking about when it asks if anyone is sick. Suicide is a sin. I know that's a harsh statement, but it's true. While suicide is not the unpardonable sin, it nevertheless is a sin. Our body is not our own. It belongs to God, and it's the bearer of his image. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 and 20. It brings undue grief and guilt to those left behind. Did you know that even Satan tempted Jesus to commit suicide? When he told Jesus to throw himself off the temple to test God to see if he would save him from death, that is one form of attention-seeking suicide attempt. There's a list of people in the Bible that committed suicide, and all of them had some things in common. They were all men, they all had serious character flaws, and were not praised for their actions. They went through a time of spiritual collapse where they turned their attention away from God and to themselves. They were afraid of impending pain or consequences, and the Bible presents their suicide as a fitting end to a wicked and unrepentant life. You're not alone. Every day here at Gift of God, I hear your stories. I hear about your life, and I know many of you suffer from things in your past and things in your present. I know some of you have mental health issues. Even if you haven't told me, I know. Some of you have suffered abuse. These things that I hear from you, these things break my heart. You don't know how many times I go home and I pray for you. How many times I wake up at night and I cry for how this world is for simple people like you and me. Bearing your burdens is a painful ministry, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It talks about calling on the elders of your church to pray for you and anoint you with oil. Remember that at Gift of God, our primary ministry is that of being a church for the people of the streets. First and foremost, Pastor Ed and Pastor Mitchell are your pastors, your shepherds, your elders in this unusual church. When life has got you backed into a corner and you don't know where to turn, come back here to church and tell us what's going on. We don't always have an answer but we serve the one who has all the answers. We will listen to you. We will pray with you. I have no problem anointing you with oil if you want. We will continue to pray for you even for the needs that you don't see in your life right now. We will pray for you. What I want you to take away from this is that you're never alone. 
God sees you. God sees your situation. God sees your broken heart. God knows your desperation. God knows all of these things. More importantly, God did something about it. God sent his son that while we were still sinners, God sent his son to die for our sins to make a way to restore a relationship between himself and us. Following Jesus may not take away the pain from today, but he will give you a hope for a better someday. If you're at the end of your rope and you just can't bear the thought of one more day, it's time to turn to Jesus. If the thoughts in your head are of suicide, stop thinking about yourself for a second and think about the price Jesus paid for you because that's how highly God values you. Stop and take a breath. Get help if you need it from us, from the hospital, from somewhere, but ultimately the only real help you can get will be from God. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.